Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to Activate, the Robot Wars podcast. This is episode 3. We're covering season 1, episode 3. That's Heat C. I am Benji, also the Hitman. And I am Rob E. Harmlessly. Shall we just jump straight in? As always, it's exactly what the show does. It's exactly (laughs) what we're going to do straight after Jeremy's war stories. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man who puts scrap into metal. Jeremy Clarkson. Amid reports that robot wars are now breaking out all over the world, the European Union, with the backing of the United Nations, today announced that it would do everything in its power to halt the spread of this vicious and vile disease. They would rather we did a program on daffodils and bunny rabbits, but we're not going to. What we are going to do is get on with the Docklands Chainsaw Massacre and meet the six robots who tonight will compete for death or glory. Ah, all of his serious stuff. What is he described here as the man who put the word scrap into metal? Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. (laughs) I sat there and I was like, I know what they mean, (laughs) but they've screwed up the punchline. Jeremy Clarkson. (laughs) Oh dear. So the EU don't like robot wars, apparently. Oh god, oh Or no. the UN. Yeah. <laughs> bit of an overreaction from Jeremy there. A bit. A bit. A bit. Um, I, just, I see what they're trying, but it doesn't link into anything. So it just kind of just yeah, it just teeters sort of, off know, into nothingness. They're still pushing on this uh, global apocalypse storyline that's running in the background that Jeremy has to update us on, basically. Yeah, but Jeremy isn't into it, let's face it. No. He doesn't know what the f- he's saying. Oh. oh, bless him. As always, we start with the robot introductions. First, from the University of East London, Cruella. Dalmatian box. From Borden in Hampshire, Blunderbird 1. Number 1. From Edmonton, Wizzywing. Plain Sandwich. From Ipswich, Robot the Bruce. Transparent. From London, Wedgehog. Tiny, but small. From Nuneaton, Dreadnought. Needs help. <laughs> but I'm clarifying that one because when they introduce Dreadnought, he uh, enters the stage and turns left and goes directly into a wall. If that isn't the worst start ever, I don't know what is. Oh, poor Dreadnought. Dreadnought looks like a fat wasp bug thing. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Pierce keeps saying it looks like a sort of weird slug. Fat looking box, it's really. It's huge. It's the heaviest in the competition, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely massive. Has a little forklift weapon. You make something that huge and then you give it a tiny little forklift yeah. on not, the front of it. And not like a platform, but literally a forklift. Mm-hmm. Like, as in, like, two prongs that slowly raise things. You know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's the weirdest choice. Yeah. I can tell you that mm-hmm. it was actually designed to look like a dreadnought tank from PS1 game Future Cop LAPD. That's specific, but that's what this design came from. Wow. And they drove it straight into a wall. That's the The first thing we see. Yeah, that seems to be the recurring theme of Dreadnought. Fail. Uh, Wedgehog? Did they enter the wrong competition? That thing's tiny. It is tiny, tiny. Unless they're thinking, by being tiny, they'll just be able to (laughs) run away from things. 
I mean, high. I guess it's it's very, very, very small. It's mm. a wedge shape, but you can't really take advantage of that being so tiny. Yeah, you just get crushed. If anything does get underneath it, though, it's gonna f- fly. It's gonna get launched. <laughs> it's tiny. It's got no weight. <laughs> yeah, if exactly. something gets underneath that, it is gone. I mean, I say axe. <laughs> <Is that, laughs> I mean, is that an axe? Yeah, the toothpick. I mean, as it's often yeah, called. It's but this gives Jeremy no end of giggles. They can't have tested that weapon and thought that would destroy a robot. That cannot have got through. That looks like it would barely puncture skin. Gosh. I mean, come on. It's it's not a great design. Moving on, robot the Bruce in transparent casing. Interesting robot known as a Rambot, being weaponless, mm-hmm. very heavy, very compact. And very, very well made. Yeah. And very easy to control, or, well, compared to most of the other robots anyway. It is a powerhouse. Mm. And it's built around pushing things around and surviving everything else. Yeah. Simplification, really, isn't it? The simplification is its secret weapon. To be honest, the amount of robots we see, their weapons do nothing. And you think about the amount of parts and just, in general, weight they are using giving their robot a weapon and how they're having to design their robots to make sure this weapon fits on it and everything. Mm-hmm, Remember mm-hmm. Killatron? Yeah, yeah. Giant pickaxe. Everything in that robot had to be made around that pickaxe. That pickaxe must have weighed quite yeah. a bit as well. It was basically a pickaxe transporting device. Yeah. yeah. So Robot yeah. the Bruce, all of its weight is going to be parts that are actually useful. Yeah. Making the casing. It. Yeah. 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 It's, it's pretty, um, pretty clever. Yeah. It was built by Rex Garrod of... Uh, Really? Recyclops. Uh, oh, team. awesome. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think um, George Francis, the guy who drives it and mm-hmm. is like, the main guy behind Robot the Bruce, he did all the electricals in it as well. So it's okay. not like, it wasn't just Rick Scarrett alone, no, but no. he's uh, one of the main builders of the robot. That's awesome. That's pretty I cool. I like that. Uh, WYSIWYG. WYSIWYG. Uh, what you see is what you get. It's our only wooden <laughs> robot. <laughs> it's really like, yeah, it's really, there's not a lot to say. How much? 10.8 kilos. Really? Compared to Dreadnought, that's over 90. Yeah. And Robot the Bruce, that is pushing 90. WYSIWYG is just shy of 11. Wow. It originally competed in US competition, and it actually managed to defeat a 73 kilo French machine. <laughs> so it's so a it, wooden wedge. It's, yeah. it's a doorstop. It's a doorstop. It's a wooden now, doorstop. Sometimes, doorstop, pretty good f- design in robot wars yeah, it's kind it of the work. way forward yeah so yeah. we see we're a bit plain yeah but we're expecting that from a lot of the machines oh absolutely oh yeah in these early days especially uh plunderbird one let's talk about the machine to start with <laughs> yeah let's do that one yep i'd say pretty innovative in terms of its interchangeable weapons and probably yeah, the first spike different. i've seen that looks really threatening yeah the robot has to open up and the saw has to Come yeah, out. I saw them do that. I mean, as cool as it looked, not the best, you know, design for a panic situation. No. So should we talk about the International Wreck Crew? Ah, uh, yeah, I wrote that down too. <laughs> so it's kind of obvious what they're obsessed with. <laughs> <laughs> what, you think? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, they've painted it to look like a Thunderbird yep. vehicle. Um, the, the, the name pun and plunder. They're just obsessed with Anderson and all of that. Number. And yeah, yeah. Is this the team that wearing shades indoors? 
shades and camo hats. And camo, and they always stood there with their arms folded no matter what. Yep, and only the main one would talk. Yeah, and the other two just tough, stood behind. Say, like, stereotypical tough guy things. Mm. It's what an eight-year-old would think is awesome and really yeah. cool. Yeah. And I'm hoping that's what they were going for. They knew that kids would be watching it, <laughs> and that that's what they were... And maybe they had kids, and it was all for that. I hope so, because obviously they're clever enough to make... Mm. Like, that machine is pretty good yeah. in terms it's, of it's a nice the design. Yeah. That is a good designed robot so it's worrying that they then when they came to designing themselves <laughs> they went with you could say they yeah. put so much time into designing their robot they just forgot to truly design so they were like what have we themselves. got well we've all got matching camo and shades do it <laughs> oh. uh, let's talk about Cruella Cruella yeah. named after Cruella de Vil mm-hmm. hence why it's spotty <laughs> yeah well I mean the dogs Cruella was just a you know well, yeah. You know what the I mean. Whole, you you know where I'm going with that, right? Dalmatian. It would have made more sense to call it one of the 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, obviously. great name. <laughs> would have really functioned. So, <laughs> so Cruella. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. Weaponless, wedge, also small. Very similar to WYSIWYG in a sense. Yeah. Very, yeah. very similar. But team member Martin Smith, the one that does most of the talking, mm-hmm. um, would later become a judge on Robot Wars. Really? Yeah. Oh. So... That's uh, Cruella. There's nothing much to say about Cruella. It's a spotty wedge. Spotty wedge. That's fine. <laughs> like an spotty insult. wedge. You spotty you wedge. Spotty wedge. <laughs> or like like something you find in like an old house. Like oh, you got some spotty wedge building up along the corner. Moving on. So Philippa introduces the gauntlet as per usual, and she is bringing that class. If they want the safe and, may I say, slightly boring route down the gauntlet tonight, our robots will choose the maze, but they've got to have a very good turning circle and lots of manoeuvrability. If they've got the ground clearance, they can choose the seesaw ramp and all the other ramps and bridges that dominate the middle of the course. If they've got enough aggression, then they will go to my left and be introduced to the horrific shunt, complete with pickaxe on the back. If they make it past him, and that's really not likely, then they'll meet dead metal, complete with pincers ready to clamp any unsuspecting robot. So many choices, so little time. I said class. You said class. I'll give you, yep. There you go. <laughs> I know what you were looking at, that's what you said. <laughs> oh, she's great. Yeah, you were looking at her microphone. Yes. <laughs> she is awesome. Like, she is like, because, I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that most of the robot wars contestants are unfortunate looking but this is a television program and the british public in general don't look good on television programs <laughs> so it's nice to have a television personality face every now and again yeah i mean yeah it's, it's you know if we Clarkson, were on there we it? would look pretty stupid you yeah know I mean? we would look, look we like to think in person we're at least average yeah, looking people we would people would come out of after seeing us where they think of the Plunderbird team at the end. <laughs> That's what we'd end up looking like. We would become that, wouldn't we? We'd think we were awesome. And we were that's like, man, these guys like. must be the weirdest people. <laughs> in, in, oh. you know, well, we are sitting here recording a Robot Wars podcast. Yes, so, you we know. are. That's what we do in our spare time. Yeah, so jokes on them. <laughs> um, so let's move on to the gauntlet. Yep, let's go for it. So the first runner-up of the gauntlet... Cruella. Cruella is going to run that gauntlet. This is made by the Duelists, a team from the University of East London. And Cruella's designed to ram into the other robots and drive herself under them and flip them over. Goes for the house robot side. Yeah, goes to shunt. Awful control. No sense of direction at no, all. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. I mean, they obviously haven't practiced well enough no. with this machine because it's just 
all over the place, just knocking into things, exactly. running into anything. It manages to scrape 10.15 meters out of it. Yeah. I don't know how. It's basically by accident, as far as I can tell, because yeah. it literally just starts shooting in all directions, hoping to get by. Yeah. We have the backstage segment where we get them in the, we get the team introduced to us, Team Duelist. Yes, yeah, so they introduced yeah. themselves, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I really like the fact that we're getting to know the teams behind the bots because the bots are the main attraction, but they don't bring the personality. Yep. The teams are bringing the teams that. teams are all that. It's so nice to see them all, all being weird backstage. <laughs> so, yeah, 10.15 metres. Uh, next contestant. Dreadnought. Our team is Blade Runner. This is our machine, Dreadnought. It's a heavyweight robot, and our feature of attack is these forks at the frontier, which are operated like this. Quite quick for its size. I was yeah. expecting a real impressed. plodding robot, considering that it's huge, huge machine. Mm. Again, goes for the house robot side. Plows straight through, pretty much. Yeah, it gets into a bit of yeah. a war of dead metal, but actually yeah. kind of wins. Yeah. Being so big, it could just plow through mm. things. Past the finishing line, but then engine catches fire. Oh, but hang on a minute. What's this? Treadnought's blown some sort of a fuse. It's on fire. And this could be major, major trouble. They'll have to repair this quickly. Otherwise, they could be forced to retire. And that would give someone else a chance. Well, we don't know. It, 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 after, we, after we got through and stopped, yeah. we just saw all the smoke coming out of it. Oh, no. Couldn't get the main switch to turn off. So we had to take the top off and all the wire was smelling and smoking. Still a bit of excitement. <laughs> we might need this. <laughs> all it did was moved from one side of the arena yeah. to the other and it and that's all it took. fire. So there's no cooling sink. There's no... You know, that is overheating to burst. That's got to be. They seem to have some kind of exposed wires and stuff mm. like that. Pretty unreliable. Mm. When you're talking about you've just ran mm. from one side to the other. Yeah, that is early days and already you're catching fire. That's like if you walked, I don't know, a few steps and tore your quad or something. Yeah, it's yeah. Terrible. Backstage, we get the team introduced to us as Team Blade Runner, which is the coolest team <laughs> name I have ever heard. Team Blade Runner. Team Blade Runner. I wish they could live up to it. Yep. <laughs> that that bot was the least Blade Runner-y bot I've ever seen. <laughs> yep. More like Blade Stroller. <laughs> Blade Stroller, oh dear. More like Blade um, on Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Headshot. Um, so, next contestant, Plunderbird 1. We are the international rep crew. This is the Plunderbird 1. We've built the system around separate weapons pods. The first one has a battering ram with a laser-guided sight. Second pod has a circular saw which will flip out like this when it's operational and do some nice chopping up. We intend to kick some butt with this and be afraid there's a plunderstorm coming. Plunderbird one. Oh, if only they could <laughs> live up to their tough guy kind of uh, act going on here. Oh, so God. they move a few feet, get pushed onto a grill by shunt. Plunderbird, as they're called by Jonathan Pierce. Yep. And oh dear. 4.81 meters. 4.81 meters. Yeah. They are quite classy in the fact that they do say they don't want to go through simply because another team broke down. Yeah. What they mean here yeah. is if Dreadnought end up not being able to compete because they're on fire, then Plunderbird will automatically go through. But they'll feel a bit bad about it. That's not how they want to win. They don't no, want to win no. because someone else <laughs> lost. At least they're all right, guys. <laughs> International Rec Crew. International Rec yeah. Crew. Uh, WYSIWYG. This is my robot WYSIWYG, which basically stands for what you see is what you get. 
It's made out of wood, which means it's quite light, can move quite fast. It's wedge-shaped, so it can hopefully tip up the other robots. But I think we'll have to stay out of the way of the house robots. Yeah. Gets stuck on the ramp yep. pretty much immediately. And yep. then Shunt comes over and also gets stuck on the ramp. And at this point, I'm thinking, why don't they just stop having a ramp in this game? <laughs> no one, you know, it's ruining it. The the Yeah, the ramp is such a pain in the ass. But both of them get stuck on the ramp. Dead Metal then has to come over and knock them free, <laughs> yep. which is not something you want to happen to your bot. <laughs> yeah, you don't want your, your house robots being seen doing that as well. It's and then, badass. Exactly. And then when they're finally free... They can't navigate anything. Yep, WYSIWYG just sort of drives all over the place, goes mm. towards the maze side of things. Yeah. Just just can't get around any corners. There's no control. 5.55 metres. Crazy. Terrible. So, next, Wedgehog. We've built this robot called Wedgehog. Wedgehog's powered by two domestic drills here. It's got a weapon, which is a pickaxe. Wedgehog goes straight for the maze... Fair driving actually mm. can go yeah, in the yeah. direction it's supposed to, which is a huge improvement over most yeah. of the other robots, <laughs> which just drive themselves immediately into a hazard, despite not being pushed or encouraged in that direction <laughs> at all. But they do get impaled on the spike at the end, yep. so that kind of goes down. It's the worst luck ever, though, because if not for that, they would have had the best control-based run, run oh, ever. Yeah, easily. 13.23 metres, they They're achieved. safe. They got through. It was, yeah. an, it, was a, it was a decent run. Shame they didn't complete it. Robot the Bruce. As you can see, the robot is built with no special armaments. We're purely relying on a lot of weight. We're in the heavyweight category. And just brute power and a lot of traction and push people out of the way. Now, did Jonathan Pierce describe Robot the Bruce as sexy? You know, because of the see-through. Oh, I get it now. The see-through clothing. I thought he'd just gone crazy at this point. <laughs> sexy brick <laughs> right there. robot. <laughs> Been locked in this commentating box for 20 years. <laughs> oh. Yeah, just, there's not a lot actually to say. Straight into the house spots, yep. smashes through, great driving, finish. Very strong, great driving, shows mm. how well-built the machine is. Yeah, yeah. He just went straight through him. No issues. Brilliant. Nice and easy. Straight through, complete, done. So the Dreadnought team have got their machine working, yep. but they've had to take their forklift motor out and use it as a drive motor. So their forklift no longer lifts. Oh. I don't think they were going to get much use out of that. No, it's one of those weapons, again, that requires the enemy robot to be in a very specific place, mm. which means that they'd probably be immobilised before you actually used it anyway. Exactly. Yeah, you'd have to actually have them still... Whereas a flat platform lift could catch something at any angle, yep, you'd need both your forks underneath a bot for the forklift to really... Really show its yeah. potential, which is probably not that great anyway. No, exactly. Is it the trial round next? We've got trial? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And this time it is football. Yep, Jonathan Pierce right in his element now. Oh, he's Calling happy. some football. Good old-fashioned <laughs> football, except for the fact that it's robots. Violence has largely been eradicated from football, but tonight we're going to put it back. If you score in this game of robotic soccer, you're removed from the arena, safe in the knowledge that you're through to the next round. But scoring isn't that easy because the goal's defended by dead metal. And if you get too close to these scissors, it really will be a game of two halves. Now, obviously, at the end of the day, one robot won't have scored and they'll get the red card. They'll be sent off permanently. You got that, guys? You clear? Oh, so dead metal as goalie. 
Good yeah, choice. So very good because it has the arms. Exactly. And it has a it, the saws actually replaced with a sort of um gripping thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, really good it's idea. Yeah. Oh, have you noticed they all have a little pair of arms? All the robots. Like two square sheets of plastic attached to each side of them so they have arms to control the ball. All the ones that don't have any kind of form to do that. Oh my god, I had not noticed that at yeah, all. They all do, they all have it. Except I believe, I think Dreadnought doesn't because Dreadnought uses the forklift for it. But oh, other that than that, sense. all the rest of them have a little pair of arms. It's I, great. I had no idea. <laughs> just stuck Did on not the, notice. It's like they're just glued on the side. <laughs> I was, I, yeah, this is where I'm really starting to get sick of the little cheesy games <laughs> it's a bit it's weird it's so isn't annoying it? now Football at this point this is just a mess this but is. i'm honestly really intrigued as to what the next ones are gonna yeah. be how are they gonna top football fo- football rugby God. cricket are they gonna go a bat exactly how weird is it gonna get at this point <laughs> i love it it's, oh. it's, it's so bad i love it it's so bad so robot the bruce goes through pretty early Guess the first score nice and easy. I mean, it's a cube of a pair of arms now that can control really well, so it's a pretty easy score. It's a straightforward, yeah. Yeah, roll mm. those through straight away. Yeah. Dreadnought just sit there because they broke down again because movement <laughs> is movement <laughs> but, is an issue for Dreadnought. It's like but people forgot for ages. So it, there was no movement from Dreadnought since pretty much the f-ing first second, but no one really noticed until halfway through this f-ing competition. They were like, D- guys, Dreadnought's not moving. <laughs> <laughs> is it dead? It's like, it just doesn't move. Imagine, if you will, a fat guy dying and nobody noticing. Because he always sits still. Because he always sits perfectly still and doesn't say anything. Oh my god. That's Dreadnought. Dreadnought yeah. Oh, it's weird. Oh. Yeah. Wedgehog gets the next score. Again, probably the Deflection. next most, the next was, most um, yeah. controlled one anyway. Yeah. So makes it was, sense. It was a bit of a sketchy one, kind of. I mean, it was yeah. an own goal by Dead metal, really? Yeah, because it touches dead Wedge metal. Wedge got the deflection yeah. into dead metal, so that's fine. Cruella slowly scores oh. more by accident. Dead metal kind of hands it over yeah, at that I think point because it was going to go on for ages. The producers otherwise. were probably like, the audience yeah. can't take much. They can't take much more of this. WYSIWYG tries to pick a fight with dead metal. Runs around everywhere, just mm. runs into dead metal all the time, despite mm. being a 10 kilogram piece of wood. Yeah. <laughs> Compared no. to dead metal, <laughs> massive, raging steel claws. So let's talk about this. So Corella's through. It's WYSIWYG and it's Dreadnought, and they deactivate the robots. The outcome of the entire, the finishing two. Apparently they're both broken down now. <laughs> They're both dead, but it's okay because Dreadnought's put through on ball touches. <laughs> yeah. Simply because he was so big that he kept accidentally getting ball touches. Oh, it's terrible. What do you think happened here? What, between the robots or? Yeah, yeah. What, what do you think's going on? What do you think? Is there something in the background going on? Yeah, maybe there is. Oh my god. Is one of them a plant? Oh, what, between those two? Remember the rules. Oh my god. It will. So it's got to be WYSIWYG. WYSIWYG is a plant. WYSIWYG's a f***ing plant. WYSIWYG. <laughs> as, in, as, in, as in a, not a um, stock robot, not a... <laughs> no, no, not literally. <laughs> we turn around what? and take a closer look and it's shrubbery. <laughs> we mean literally. It's It's been planted, planted yeah, in the competition to make up numbers. The stock robots. Oh my WYSIWYG God. is a work. It's all kayfabe. That is why WYSIWYG wasn't doing anything. It probably didn't even get no. the least touches of the ball compared to Dreadnought. It's just they they're just, just saying it, it because WYSIWYG isn't allowed to get through football. And I bought right into it. You didn't guess it. You didn't God. guess WYSIWYG was a work. No. No. 
So God, it's so obvious though. It is. There you go. WYSIWYG is our second one. There's only wow. one more remaining plant robot. Mm. Yeah. I'll keep my eyes peeled, ma'am. Yeah, you go. Keep your eyes out for this next one. So we go backstage. WYSIWYG was forced out. Plunderbird one had to go out yeah. in favour of the planted robot WYSIWYG. Yeah. And Dreadnought doesn't f***ing work. Oh, God, it's so annoying. It's so, so weird. The, the driver of WYSIWYG looks kind of gutted backstage. Good acting. She knew all along. She knew she had to go out. Yeah. But she's sitting Everything there. Everything she said was just grumpy. completely... Yeah. I mean, probably not fully. I don't think they gave her a full script. But she was probably just told... They told... You, just act, you don't act, act like you're actually... Disappointed, better. despite yeah. the fact that you know you're going out then. Yeah. What if she, like, went rogue and, like, clearly won... With WYSIWYG. Good point. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. They knew they couldn't <laughs> give them top, yeah. top of the range <laughs> fantastic <laughs> machines to lose with. Good point. But she does join the Cruella team next year. Does she? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Well earned as well. If you can put up with WYSIWYG. If you can put up with WYSIWYG, yeah. yeah. Robot the Bruce is feared in the pits. Like, he's the one no yeah. one wants to face. Yeah, he's the one. He... <laughs> Robot the Bruce the Machine. It's called Bruce. It's called Bruce. It's called. I'm applying male. It's called Bruce. That's <laughs> called Bruce. <laughs> First semi-final match mm-hmm. is Cruella versus Robot the Bruce. Yeah, Robot the Bruce were quite confident going into it, mm-hmm. but Cruella's wedge almost tips Robot the Bruce Very over a nearly few times. Flipped. So it, at that point, it could have literally gone either way. Yeah. Unfortunately, Cruella then suicide dives straight into the side of the arena. Let's go into one of the grills on the floor. Yeah. And now they can't move, so they're immobilised. They are traps on the sides. Yeah. Yeah. So, unfortunate. Obviously, the robot is a bit of a tough one to control. Mm -hmm. So maybe Robot of Bruce would have ended up winning out of pure reliability. Yeah. Robot of Bruce is through. Cruella, they're gone. That was quite a short match when you think about it. It was was very short. Not what happened, Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I thought he'd got you there. I thought he's going to be able to tip you over. Nearly, yeah. It wasn't as easy as I thought it would be. But how did you manage to get him to run away onto that grate? Uh, pass. He just committed suicide? I think so. Doesn't matter, though. You're through. Well done. Just at the edge of the uh, arena, there's a horizontal metal grill, and we lost the ground clearance and got jammed under the metal grill that's above it. But what were you doing going onto the metal grill? Well, it's very difficult to control the machine, this. Isn't that a fatal flaw? I'm afraid so, <laughs> yes. It, it, in more ways than one, because the flaw was fatal to our robot. <laughs> Not quite sure how, but we won. It was looking a bit dodgy there at it the start. You were nearly start wedged up. right, yes. Sort of lifted off the ground a few times, but got there in the end, though. Yeah, you did. It's fantastic. And not that much damage. We've got a little bit of battle damage on the right-hand side How, there, but repairable. Got there in the end, though. Um, match number two, Dreadnought versus Wedgehog. Yeah, well, guess what happens, I mean. <laughs> well, um, Dreadnought is huge and just looks kind of intimidating. Let's talk about Sergeant Bash's appearance. Sergeant Bash loses his saw again slowly makes his way over to wedgehog thinks i'm gonna get him i'm gonna get him and this flies off the saw lands plonk on wedgehog's head and stays there for the remainder of the bout <laughs> that is and the most unreliable the weapon best thing ever is how sergeant slowly just walks back to his corner uh, like that's it He's having done. lost a f***ing saw <laughs> oh my god it's so funny so after the sergeant bash fiasco uh dreadnought it nearly wins, basically. 
actually gets Wedge Hog caught under his now not moving fork. <laughs> managed to be in control, mm-hmm. but then what happens? Catches f***ing fire yeah, again. Yeah, the engine breaks down yeah, again. again. From pure movement. This is Dreadnought's ultimate flaw. They made a robot, but forgot to make it work. No stamina, no, basically. It can't, it can't go for more than like, like no. a minute. It overheats and then it catches fire. How did they not test run it, like, to the end of the road and back or something? There's obviously some major issues. Something went seriously wrong in the building of this machine. They mustn't have test run it. They must have thought, hey, it'll, it'll do. Has not worked out for them, though. Goodbye, Dreadnought. You've just lost to the most tiny, tiny competitor oh, in comparison. The tiniest finalist ever. That's it. It's over. It is. So, well, well done. Hog is your opponent. Yep. Yeah. It shouldn't be any problem, I don't think. We'll wait and see. Oh God, so Chaps, you've won, and that's what matters, but I've got to ask, that toothpick you fitted to the front, it's pathetic. Oh, oh give us a break. It is, but Dreadnought, I mean, really, the whole event has been on fire or broken down. You must have been relieved when you were drawn against it. We were happy to see the smoke coming out, yeah. Because <laughs> there was a while when you were going to get pushed on that grate, it all looked like it was over. Yeah, but we managed to get off. Um, took out Sergeant Bash's circular saw. Which is good. Just get some points. You do get points. You get through to the next round where it'll be mended. Go on. See you later. Hey, guys. It's a bit of a bash in there, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, they took it out on it. They tried the hardest. Are you disappointed? Did you think you'd get this far? No, I didn't think we'd get this far, especially after the burnt out and then getting into the football. I thought we'd we'd finish at the football, but we've gone that far. We've we tried. Wedgehog, what is your strategy going to be? Um, try and make him run up the front. We've got no chance any other way. He's, he weighs four times our weight. Fairly certainly won't get through the armour, but we'll have a go. Are you nervous at all? A little bit. I didn't do too well against the last wedge one. It took a bit of doing. So uh, I'm not sure. We'll see. Brings us to the final, the main event, Robot the Bruce versus Wedgehog. So instead of dancing around, they kind of just clinch up at first. They sort of tie up a bit. But then once Robot the Bruce decides it's going to show its power off, it's done. (laughs) But they get tired of dancing and just push Wedgehog onto a grill. Yep. Sergeant Bash gets his revenge on Wedgehog. Mm -hmm. Gets a nice bit of soaring off. And all of the house robots destroy Wedgehog whilst Robot the Bruce looks on. Yeah. The end. And <laughs> Easy win. This is the best ending ever, actually, because, yeah, so Wedgehog gets completely destroyed. Robot the Bruce declared the winner. All of the robots basically have a disco. Because <laughs> they, the, the spinning they start spinning around whilst the lights go out and there's just spotlights everywhere. Exactly. And uh, nothing <laughs> makes any sense anymore. <laughs> That's how it ends. Disco time. The it's end. Brilliant. That is only, literally the end of the episode. If only like special music are playing. <laughs> That'd be great. If they had choreography ready <laughs> for like the victory dance. Brilliant. Kind of over these cold cut finishes on Robot Wars. I want big over the top summaries at the big end. Big interview. Yeah. Some backstage stuff. It's obvious they're, they're strapped for time. Yeah. Oh, Robot Bros won. That's the end. Goodbye. And yeah. the credits roll. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Tom, end. That's the end of the podcast. Bye. Yeah, it's... Uh, what do you give that one? How many Philippers do you give that one out of five? How many Philippers do I give that one out of five? Mm. Um, two and a half. 
There's yeah, not as much yeah. um, drama yeah. as, as, as the previous episode. The matches were... Yeah. Nothing special. No, no. Most of it revolved around Dreadnought breaking down all the time. Yeah. We had a robot that was essentially a brick. It didn't do anything. A robot that was getting through despite actually not working pretty much the entire episode. A robot that didn't work. Yeah. We had a planted robot. Yeah. And the actual matches that happened weren't that exciting. No. Robot the Bruce was clear favourite. It's kind of a shame the Plunderbird team didn't get through because that may have posed a threat to some... Everything was right about them, but when it came to the actual competition, just things kept going wrong for them. Yeah. They were like the most unlucky international rec crew. <laughs> yeah, they're really a shame because they didn't get... They got out on the first round on the gauntlet with that machine. Oh, that sucked. That did. In terms of actual action, the design of the bot was fine. Yep. And it could have done so much more. I wonder if they'll be returning. Well, it was Plunderbird 1. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, they've got quite a few numbers left to go. Yep. They can go for it. They can do it. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Get to Plunderbird 2. 3, 4, 5. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, Stingray. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep going. (laughs) And uh, Captain Scarlet probably has a vehicle. Not sure. Didn't watch much of that. No, I'm never reading. Not me either. I think it was like a darker version of Thunderbirds. I remember that much. I never watched Captain Scarlet. See, that I, was, I sort of remember seeing the adverts for it. It was a not more adult, but it was a lot darker and mm-hmm. sinister than the others. Yeah, I'm still young, so I just. I see. You got to go back and watch it. I, I was, you know, too young for Thunderbirds. Really, that came out a long, 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 long time ago. <laughs> Let's just clarify that for starters. <laughs> and Captain Scarlet and Stingray. Stingray was quite good though. I don't think I've watched that either. Stingray was um uh Thunderbirds, but they just have a submarine called Stingray. Oh no, I've heard no, I know yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know of that. Gonna have to go back and watch some of those. Oh <laughs> the Thunderbird tangent. Yeah, we have I <laughs> the Plunderbird I team. Kind of <laughs> I kind of Blame the wreck crew for that one. Yeah, the Plunderbirds. Yeah. Oh dear. But yeah, decent episode. What do you give it? Um, I'm. We're probably looking at about a two to two and a half fillers on that one. It was okay. Wasn't as good as the previous one. No, not nearly as good. Not you know by a long shot, but definitely better than the first episode. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. It's an interesting robot. Still, robot the Bruce. Pretty, pretty interesting weaponless robot to just ball through everything. I think my problem is. The previous episodes had so much drama and story and character. Robot the Bruce didn't actually have a lot of that. No, it was just, this is Robot the Bruce and he's going yeah, to win. And he did. <laughs> yes. Without any flair or, yeah. you know, there was, there was no, nothing to it. There was no, it had no rival like um, Mortis had Recyclops. Yeah, because Recyclops no was the, the plucky, Bruce. relatable character and Mortis was this ridiculously over-the-top destruction machine. Yep. You know, this was just Robot the Bruce... Literally <laughs> pushing van- things. The vanilla winning bot. It just yeah. won without any fanfare or anything, just ploughed through. Literally, that was it. Yeah. yeah. That was it. That was its plan. Okay, Crazy. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Okay, so we have a Twitter handle that I keep forgetting. <laughs> look it up again. And I'm gonna look it up on the old uh Twit machine. Twitter machine. At podcast activate. And we have a Gmail, apparently. We do have a Gmail account. It's 
activatepodcast at gmail.com. So they're the reverse of each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, I turns out there is actually already someone registered as at Activate Podcast. Doesn't surprise me too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. Twitter's been around for a while now. They are running out of, you know, <laughs> running out of names. names. <laughs> Good ones, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next time with Heat D, the featherweight division. You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs>